You know, Batman Begins. I, I recently <laughs> went back about two weeks ago and watched the movie because right. uh, I was listening to Kevin Smith and mm-hmm. Mark Bernard, and, and they did commentary tracks, and um, they've gone all the way up now to Batman Begins, where what they'll do is they'll tell you, okay, we're seeing the Warner Brothers logo hit play, and you can sync a podcast as like a commentary track because. I don't buy DVDs anymore, so I don't get commentary tracks. So right. this is my way to kind of listen to a commentary track. That's pretty so. cool. I started the movie, and of course they're talking over it, but it's a movie that I've seen so much that I don't really need to watch it. Um, just sit down and really pay attention to it. Right. Uh, and the movie is not aged as well as I thought it did. Damn it. Batman Begins. Batman. Well, I mean, uh, you, you figure it was it was it was Christopher Nolan was just getting his feet wet with a Batman movie and with a superhero movie, yeah. a superhero movie. Period. Yeah, I think for a starting point, it wasn't bad, and they improved it in every way they could in the sequel. Um, it has a weird color scale. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that he needs to feel. like. So, like yeah. by the end, you by notice the end, that too. It's really sepia <laughs> tones. Yeah, like, like, so yeah. by the end, by by <laughs> Dark Knight. Um, rises and in dark knight 2 it's just you're in a city yeah and and he tried to incorporate so much of that like gotham is this kind of grand thing with the trains and and it was like none of gotham looked like that in the rest of the no, movies that's and chicago that was the best with cgi trains yeah right, that was the, yeah. it was kind of like like i see where you're going but he he obviously realized that it worked without all that yeah you know, in, in the future um but you kind of had to have that to make like the narrows and stuff feel secluded enough that you could draw some bridges and stop the spread of these, you know, fear gas infected people. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, and it ain't gonna take you long to pick up on it because watching something without sound, you can pick up on a lot. So, from about the beginning of the movie till about ten, twelve minutes in, you want to talk about you've established everything. You've established the Waynes, they're dead, Bruce growing up, falling down the well, climbing the mountain, getting the fly. I mean, he is right there with Ra's al Ghul within 10 minutes. It does an entire backstory within 10 minutes. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to watch yeah. um, If you, when you go back and go, whoa, yeah, that was absolutely. quick, and it fully explains it. Yeah. So he was great at that, yeah. um, But which brings me to Katie Holmes in that movie, which she is flat. She is mean. She is mean in that movie. She's I always like yelling at Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, I didn't like Maggie Gyllenhaal. I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't like them uh, both. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> okay. the character. I don't like the character. Yeah, because um, like the character Katie, feels so forced. Like yeah. they, they like. Well, we need a woman. Well, um, I mean, like I kind of understand that because you don't want to introduce someone like Selena Kyle to be the the female. Um, like half love interest. Yeah, but you could be waiting for it. Right? Yeah, but I mean, like my biggest thing was like I thought Katie Holmes could have been okay, but I think you're right. Like she's fucking mean through like most of that mm-hmm. movie. Like there's not really a moment where I'm like, yeah, this is supposed to be your best friend and like someone that you grew up with that knows the backstory to your family and that kind of stuff that understands that you may not be in the best place of mind. But then like. I mean, as soon as he does something fucked up, she hammers the shit out of him and then doesn't really stop. Yeah. Yeah? But, I don't know. I thought Maggie Gyllenhaal's character was better in the second one. That was more believable. It just, the, the character was, seems out of place for the world. Well, it was very different, too, because Maggie Gyllenhaal does not look like uh, Katie Holmes, really, at all. Like, it was very jarring when you go back to that movie and just, like, 
doesn't look like the same person. It's a heck of a recast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, Maggie Gyllenhaal looks like a real person. Katie Holmes looks like a child. Um, <laughs> child, children aren't people. No, but I mean, I'm serious. She looks yeah. like like a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, it's like Natalie Portman. Um, yeah. But yeah, she looks like a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. But uh, Liam Neeson, was he Liam Neeson back then? As Ra's al Ghul? That was probably the turning point for him, actually, wasn't it? Because then following that, that's when he did like The Grey and Taken. Yeah, when but I think Taken this was just out? before. Because the first time I, I can remember, or excuse me, not the first time I remember Lee, Liam Neeson. The earliest work I've ever seen of Liam Neeson was uh, an episode of Miami Vice. Like ninth, the season three, it was called like "Love Me Irish." No, I mean he did he did but, Schindler's uh, List and stuff. I and remember he did, he did like yeah, Star he Wars. Did he was Qui Gon. Did he do Dark Man? Dark Man. Did he? Sam Raimi movie. I think so. Maybe. I think he was that, but his face was covered half the movie. But I think uh, you know when Liam Neeson shows up, I think he was somewhat well known then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Because he. Yeah. He. Well. He had actually done the gray before that. He had done the A team. He had done Clash of the Titans before this. A team was before that. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Because Dark Knight Rises was in. No wait. No. This is Rises. Oh, Hold yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> We're looking at begins. Wrong. I think begins was 05. Yeah. Oh five. He had done, all right. So he had done the Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, he was in K-19, The Widowmaker. He was in Gangs of New York That's at right. the very beginning of it. Yeah, he, he was, was Qui-Gon Jinn in Star first. Wars. He was in The Haunting. So, yeah, I mean, he had, okay. he had been around. Right. He yeah. was in Les Mis, one of the original ones that they'd done. Yeah. Okay, so he was... Dark he Man. did Nell. Dark Man. I, I did already Nell. Did you? <laughs> he did Nell. You guys haven't seen no, that No, but I appreciate you know Dark Man. Most people don't know Dark Man. There were also two terrible sequels <laughs> to that movie. <laughs> no, I mean, so he he was a great part of it. Um, you know, I love the whole way they explained the Batsuit and the Batmobile, um, the gadgets, Morgan Freeman getting introduced, Lucius, Lucius Fox. Fox. Yeah. You had to, he was a great Lucius Fox. I mean, how do you have a Rachel Dawes in a movie? Um, but you, you could easily make like Lucius Fox even a bigger part of that, right? Which, which they do later, right? But um, well, I kind of love like the, like the way that he wasn't you know, the way that he was like this guy who they were going to cut him out. Like yeah. the people running Wayne Enterprises didn't want him around anymore either. He might be my favorite part. Of that movie, I, I think that's fair. I mean, I, well, he he really might be. I don't know. I think. I mean, I think Cillian Murphy is Scarecrow for all intents and purposes. For what Scarecrow had to be in that movie, I I thought that was well executed because you could t- you could have ruined Scarecrow, really. Oh you no, know, yeah, that was a good take on it. Um, also, I love the take on uh, Batman Year One, where he does the boot sonar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to escape the building. Mm-hmm. I was going up. I was actually going to bring that up because I, I thought that was a really good part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Probably one of the, yeah, one of the better. Well, I mean, there's no doubt that Chris Nolan, when he was writing this. Well, he did uh, his research. Well, he t- took a lot from Frank Miller. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of themes from Batman Year One, especially into this. Um, let me think. When, um,. James Gordon starts off the movie as a lieutenant. He's Lieutenant Gordon. And he didn't get promoted to commissioner until 
Dark Knight. Yeah, that's that's right. So I'm trying to, but the fact that he you know visits James Gordon, he goes you know I'm just one man. And he's now with the stapler. Yeah, with the stapler. <laughs> but then you know he immediately goes and chases him on the roof and right. draws his weapon and everything right. like that. Right. Yeah. That was a good um, scene. No, I, I, I thought they nailed. I, I think Gary Oldman or maybe uh, Morgan Freeman are the best parts of that first movie. Um, I always thought Christian Bale was a uh, average Batman. Um, I, I liked his I, Bruce Wayne. I liked his Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, I liked his Batman. I even liked the voice. Everybody would. It, I mean, it worked. I mean, I'm like, surprised why, he didn't bring up he, the voice. Why would uh, he talk the same? <laughs> why would he talk the same? I mean, he's a billionaire, like you know, an incredibly well-known person in Gotham, in the world, let alone Gotham. I mean. People know who Bruce, Bruce Wayne is. Yes. If he just yeah. talked like Bruce Wayne, somebody would pick up on that. That's why I actually like the, that uh, Ben Affleck had the uh, yeah the, the altering, like, yeah, yeah. Nobody's voice could do that. Yeah. No, I love that. But part. that was a smart idea, and I thought that was really. Cool. I, I wish I knew what Alfred said when he tested. I can't even remember what he actually says. Yeah. Well, I love like he's playing Bruce Wayne, like Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne is like. Playing like what he yeah. thinks Bruce Wayne's supposed to be, right? Because like when he buys the pool, when he buys the hotel, right? Yeah. Like he's setting some new rules about the pool area. Yeah, yeah. like because that's everybody what it is. remembers that scene. Batman is which is Bruce funny Wayne because the they use a joke like that again in um, Justice League. Yeah, well, yeah. he buys the bank to, when he buys to the get, bank. Yeah, to get Martha because we talked about that. It, it's a spoiler. But, I haven't I mean, seen it. Yeah, but no, it, it's no, a spoiler. No, no, you don't need to. Trust me, the internet's done that. I, I actually, the day after it came out, I think I asked you, tell me, explain the whole movie to me. Yeah. And, 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 and then I fixed it. Yeah. Then I fixed the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Bruce Wayne is the is the mask. He is Batman. Well, yeah. And Bruce Wayne is who he pretends to be when he's not Batman. Right. And, Which is a huge part of the character. Right, so for, yeah. for, for uh, Christian Bale to be able to make it feel like like, and with the, with the irony that was there too, because we all know that he's faking, mm-hmm. that he would never actually do such a douchey thing as to have two hookers hanging out in the tub or in the, in the fountain, and then you know who eh, said they were hookers? I don't know. Who I, said he wouldn't? You thinking a lot about Mister Stand Up Batman here, but no, like, I mean, you know, like we, money. there are some women. We that, knew that he didn't want to act like an ass like that in front of uh, Rachel, but he didn't have a choice. Like, well, there he, are some women that aren't hookers that just like you for your money. Yeah, that's true. Gold diggers. <laughs> Maybe he was just escorting them around town. Uh, escorts. There you go. There's the. I'm sorry. I used the wrong term. I meant escort. <laughs> he doesn't pay for hookers. That's a lower class. There. No, yeah, I, I mean, that, he's just slumming it in the Batmobile one day. I think it was obvious that that was something that he didn't really care to have to do, but yeah. he had to do it. You know, and I think that's a that's a tough thing to pull off to to. Be an actor acting as somebody acting as somebody else. Well, <laughs> we just went down a rabbit hole on that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's, let's that's talk about another Chris Nolan movie, Inception. That's playing a dude that wants to be another dude. Another <laughs> dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, and. Yeah, Iron I Man think the big the, the, the big scene in that movie is the whole you know it's not what I do that defines me. That is not aged well. That yeah. it, it I feel it's one of those things I listen to and I feel awkward watching it. 
Um, well, it's because it's done better. Plus, it also sounds like he's holding his nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's bouncing it off Katie Holmes. It's it's done yeah. better later on, like. <laughs> but immediately yeah. follows the ultimate Batman scene where he just starts sprawling over. Yeah. Um, I guess Arkham Asylum, but there's another island that that sits on that they call it something yeah. different. But just that fear of all the criminals looking up and seeing right. this bat, and um, that was very bad. I did love the scene in that where, um, like they showed him with like the almost like. Uh, Batman Beyond looking face where it was just all black like mouth and everything was just black with like the ooze coming out and it was like I like I like that like that worked for me yeah. I was like that's that's perfect for what you would see if you were tripping balls and Batman pinned you in the wall you know which is great I agree and, and is the kid in Batman Begins that he gives the bear to or whatever in Game of Thrones yeah it's Joffrey yeah yeah that part I didn't care about he looks like a product of incest so he was perfect for Game of Thrones. Anyway, is he supposed to be? Jesus. <laughs> he was twelve at the time. In Game of Thrones, or... no, <laughs> really? But it is. It, it's uh, it's, it's Jopper, yeah. and yeah. and there ain't no mistake. It's not one you look at and goes, "That guy looks familiar." Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you I'd know see it if I watched it again. You feel now. bad too, because like, I mean, when you, if you go back and you watch Batman Begins, you're like, "Man, kid, everybody's gonna hate you one day." Oh yeah. <laughs> is he supposed to be? Is he supposed to be the cop in Dark Knight Rises? Who? No. Joffrey? I don't yeah. think so. No, no, no. He's just some kid, I think. Because that... the years almost work out. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think there was some people that theorized that, but I don't think so. I, I, don't, they, I think they would have made a bigger deal about it. Let me that. tell you, speaking of that, with the theories and stuff, I would pay an absurd amount of money, if I had it, to read the script of what would have been if Heath Ledger wasn't dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably out there, too. It's got to be somewhere. I mean, Christopher yeah. Nolan knew what he was going to do with that, and he had to. Yeah. And they were talking about maybe what? bringing the Riddler in or something. Which Somebody's probably going to make it one day, whether that be a comic book or... It's um, okay. It just became Interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> well, let me think. Next one on my list, if y'all are ready to move on. We, yeah, I'm ready. I think so. Uh, Batman v. Superman. Because that, that is a this, Batman That makes movie. this what? what, what this number is number six. Wow, we've been moving right along. Yeah. I um, think it's a fair placement for it. I mean, it was a Batman movie. It was not a Superman sequel. It was a Batman movie with whatever they... They called it Superman. We didn't see Superman until Justice League, in my opinion. Like, well, I think it's fair just when you got Batman in the title. Because that was kind of one I was like, is that really... Should be included on this list. I think list. it should, and, yeah. yeah. I, I think, think it's we, absolutely. No, yeah. it's a Batman movie. I mean, it was their introduction of Batman into that universe, and I didn't care as much for what they were doing with Superman. I understood mm-hmm. why. It made sense. Like, the world wouldn't react to Superman in a positive way, being this all-powerful guy. Like, that just wouldn't be, a, like... It would have been like Batman or Superman, where the government's like, should we step in? What do we do? Can we do anything? You know, like, is this right? And you'd have these... Like, I like the fact that they showed the news of, you know, the different sides. People who are saying, yes, I, I think he's okay. No, I don't think he's okay, whatever. But that movie was about establishing Batman as the leader of the Justice League and the creator of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. I, I actually think... And this is my thought, but I actually think if they'd done that movie later on, that it would have worked better. And this, this is later why I say on so. As in... This is why I say so. Because, so they, they're doing it from the point of view, like you said, of, like, you know, Batman doesn't really know who Superman is, so that's why he's kind of, like, 
you know, and then he's being played by Lex. They're both being played by Lex Luthor to kind of like go after each other, et cetera, et cetera. I actually think that movie would have been stronger if they had done that after Batman and Superman were established together, because I think the fall of friendship and then the inevitable fight would have been stronger than the "Hey, right, you're well, an yeah, alien, I'm right, just gonna well, fight you." Well, you know, that's like, what it was. That's what it was in, yeah, in, in the, Batman in Dark Knight Returns, yeah. the Frank Miller comic, and that was an epic. And that's what I'm saying. Like, absolutely insane. I think it would have been a lot stronger. Like, I think we already got that. Yeah, I mean, I'm serious. Yeah, we do. The animated movie for it was amazing. I mean, we already got that. Yeah. And how do how do you execute it in a timely manner that allows them to move forward? Like, like I understand why you can't. You can't. But that's the problem. Is like DC doesn't know how to fucking run into movies right now. Anyway, so every movie seems to have this moment of like. I think it would have been better if they had done this before this. You know, like, there's a lot of moments like that right now, and that movie is definitely one where you sit down and watch it, and you go, We'll, we'll, eh. we'll never forget, when we grew up, we were used to a certain things in comic books, and this is how this was. Mm. There's a kid growing up right now watching Batman v Superman, and they go, Oh, yeah, Su- Batman's, like, always 40 years old when Superman shows up. I mean, yeah. that is going to be there. Right. That's how it's supposed to be for them. Yeah. Right. So I always try to watch that through that prism. Um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I love 30, 40 year old Batman. That's my yeah, favorite. No, Batman. For I don't sure. like yeah, 20 yeah. year old Batman. No, I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's still, I mean, he's still kind of a punk at that point. Like, he's mm. still relatively entitled considering everything he went through to get there. And, and the only like 20 year old Batman that I like is the one from Batman Year One, or not Batman Year One, um, Batman Earth One. Have you yeah, read, have yeah. you read that comic? Yeah. That one's really good. Where like you have this 20 year old Batman who's being trained by, uh, Alfred, who used to be like X, like SAS or something like that, yeah. and essentially like everything that Batman does in that comic book is wrong. Like he fucks up everything, everything. Yeah. because he's training. He's training to be the greatest detective, like the, you know, the Dark Knight, the protector. You know, well, that's what I'm looking. But for like too. every every you know story in that one is just him just fucking everything up. Like at one point he like shows up in in the in the sewer with um, Commissioner Gordon. And, like, he's trying to be all tough and this kind of thing. And Gordon turns around and he's like, you're stepping on evidence. Because he, he doesn't know anything about it. So he just shows up and he's trying to be all dark and mysterious. And he's fucking standing on evidence, you know? That's good. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Now, but I thought this one had the... I'm just going to say it. Ben Affleck is my favorite Batman. It's we had this pretty talk damn at the, good, at the, Roanoke, uh, at the Roanoke, yeah. uh, podcast yeah one of the early ones that yeah i mean for me he was i mean yeah. and and to i don't me, know why i feel weird saying it but we don't I, get to see much i'll tell of you him. why because everyone else shits on him all the time yeah yeah hmm. but i thought ben affa was great yeah and i think i think can all things can like when you look at his portrayal of bruce wayne which we don't get a ton of because like in justice league even he's pretty much batman the whole time even when he's not in the suit he doesn't yeah. go out as bruce wayne much i felt like it just worked. Like he didn't have to do anything to come off as this incredibly rich, just high power guy. And then could just also just put on this mask and be this total like grizzled, just badass mm-hmm. Batman. And like, I mean the opening scene when you have him like crawl across the, the ceiling. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Like, and you know, you remember what that's from. Animated series. No, nah, remember the dark Knight, where, uh, Oh yeah. The rookie yeah. cops. Yeah. Uh, are chasing a guy into like an abandoned building, and they mm-hmm. go in and search it. And, and it's got the three guys in there that are uh, yep. that are um, 
That's, what, that's what that reminded me Because the old cop tells me, so, oh boy, you're in for a treat tonight or something yeah. like that to the young And guy. Chris Nolan did that too. Yeah, um, yeah, he did. In he's, Dark yeah. Knight Rises. In the very beginning when they were yeah. coming up under the, like when they were yep. going to go into the tunnel and he had his little EMP gun and stuff. Like, oh, you, you're going to get a show tonight. Well, because so. the rookie cop keeps trying to shoot him. Right. An old like, guy who looks like he's a sergeant, but right. like it's kind of checked out a little bit. Right. Pulling him down like... You know, sorry, bats. Uh. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Just leave him alone. <laughs> I mean, he was just—he was just a total badass. Like I think, save for what people argue is is just over the top with the way he killed and stuff, which I think everybody would have crossed that line at the point he was. You've lost Robin. You've been doing this forever. <laughs> you, you lost. Watching. You lost Robin in a terrible way too. <laughs> they don't say it, but if you have a suit of your like trainee guy. That's in a case that has "ha ha the jokes on you" written on it in spray paint. Something probably happened to him. Yeah, you know? so, <laughs> and, and then, then, you watch, and then after all that, after all that, when you're like, maybe I don't need to do this anymore. You watch an alien tear down a city. Yeah, with a building in it full of people that you know. Like that line's gonna get a little blurred. And, yeah, and they intentionally made it so he wasn't actually like shooting anybody. Everybody that he killed died by proxy. Well, the. Like he calls and direct their car and they blew up, or he yeah. shot the guy's gas tank and it blew up, <laughs> or he or, throws a grenade back in there with the other guy. It's like, yeah, that, that guy. Or he snaps your femur first, and nobody like, shows up to help before you. Bleed and out. I don't. I, I never had a problem with that Batman. I didn't either. Other than just blatantly, if I think, I think it's something different in the heat of the moment as opposed to when you think out like specific murder when it comes to Batman. Right. Yeah. It's like, look. I can't protect everybody while I'm trying right. to do this. That was one of the things, like, in, in the... Uh, oh, well, we'll get to it Jesus. when we talk about that movie. I'll bring it up then, because yeah. it's not super related now. But, but I think the highlight of Batman v Superman is the Martha Kent rescue. I've never seen Batman yeah. on the screen. That no, that, is, and that was incredible. The way he busts, like, busts through the wall and grabs the guy with the LMG at the end, was that was straight out of, um, shoot, um, The Dark Knight Returns again. No. There was a scene in that where he rips through the wall and just—that's so cool. Yeah, and, and even to the point where when he's fighting, some guy starts shooting him in the head, and it like bounces off. And it bounces off because, of course, that's the one thing. It's like you know, Batman is his suit is impervious to certain bullets, right? And, and, and certain and angles. Like he's not perfect. Like like that's like they make. I think people think that he just doesn't get hit. You know, like no, he takes a fucking beat. Like yeah. he gets. He gets the shit kicked out of him every night, and he still goes and does this. Like, yeah. which know, they try to showcase in Justice League too. That he, yeah, when that he's he gets his suit ass off and he's all bruised up after yeah. Superman threw his ass in the ground. Yeah, like there's 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 a couple of parts in that movie where it's like you have to take notice that everybody else is super powered. This is one guy in a suit that's rich. You know? Yeah, and I and honestly, outside of the whole his mom's Martha too. Outside of that, because I thought Amy Adams was. Awful in that movie, just running around. Yeah, she kept everything. showing up at like every like opportune moment, and the same thing she happened in the Man of Steel. No, 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 I get that. I'm just saying that like it, the same thing happened in Man of Steel. She just kept showing up everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying sometimes you can take a little bit of time. Like, you don't have to have the character like, immediately run down the staircase after you kill Zod because maybe it takes her a little bit of time to find him. Or to process just what saying. just happened. <laughs> yeah. Or she saying. throws the kryptonite <laughs> spear down there, yeah. but then has got to go get it, but then it compromises herself and has to be rescued. That, she, that she, part... Just stay at home. That part did not make any sense to me <laughs> at all. I was like, wh- why do we have to have this part where you throw the kryptonite thing down there, then they need it, I wish and Aquaman then you're in danger. Like, to her. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> well, with all things considered, with that movie, it was still good though. I it, was, it's yeah. the best looking Batman maybe I've ever seen on film. I agree. Yeah. He moved agree. like what I thought Batman would move like. Yeah. in a live action. Scene I think where he grapples to the side of the building yeah. where, with the rifle, or whatever it looks like, just like a Dark Knight Rises. When you pause it, again. he's doing that yeah. Uh, yeah. lightning jump yeah. move, like you always see on the cover. Yeah, yeah. that was um, amazing. I think we've talked about it too. Um, that movie's director cut helped. A lot. Immensely. Yes. Immensely. Yeah. It was yeah. 30 minutes that they added to the movie. It was no more than two or three minutes at a time with the exception of maybe five at the fi- with the Batman vs. Superman mm-hmm. fight scene. But it was just these little pieces of information that progressed the story in a much more fluid way. Right. There was little pieces of information that were left out that, as a huge fan, I can piece together. As somebody who knows these things and can like has seen different versions of this, I can piece that stuff together. Yep. But for somebody else, it seemed like you were just cutting pieces out. Well, that was yeah. the thing. Me and my wife walked out of the movie, and she asked me how I liked it. I said, I loved it, but you didn't. Yeah. She goes, how do you know that? And I said, well, because that movie was made for me. Right. I can fill in the blanks in that movie. Right. Um, I know what mother boxes are. And I was going to say, welcome and to the biggest problem with Dark Justice Side. League. And I know what all yeah. that means because uh, I wasn't good with the ladies when I was in high school. <laughs> that's why I know it. Um, but she's walking out like, what the hell is going on? I'm going, yep, yeah, that movie wasn't made for you. And I don't mind that either. Right. Well, I, don't I don't think either. that movie should have been made for her. Or not. I mean, that was a... Zack Snyder is a Batman fan. Yeah. He made the Batman movie he wanted to see. Yeah, and if they'd let him make a five-hour movie, he probably would have done that too. He could have. I think he probably could have with the material he had. I mean, yeah. I, I think that just to add those thirty minutes, to cut those thirty minutes to, for ticket sales yeah. was a shit decision, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, it, the the ultimate edition has done so much better in sales, I'm sure, too, than what, the regular one. That's like the old excuse too, where people are like, "Well, the audience won't sit there." It's like the audience will sit through whatever the fuck you want them to sit through if you tell them to. The audience, you know how many people are checking runtimes? The audience, not many people check runtimes before they go. The fucking audience set through Avatar, which was a damn near like three hour fucking movie, yeah. and it was Same Pocahontas with Lord of the Rings. Like we, they <laughs> fucking do it. Like you know, you give an audience something that they want to go see or that they hear is really good, they'll sit well, there and watch it. They're already going to make the drive to the theater. Yeah, well, when I mean, I'm at home, I check runtimes. And like, and like right. you said a long time ago, we got in a huge argument about it. Did I win or you? No, I won because I, I. This is back when we were talking about whether or not uh, Batman versus Superman would bow to Captain America um, two or not. I think right or okay, you won Civil War. Yeah, I did win. Um, and and we got we, the argument was the Stuart was telling me that like you know the the people would go see Batman versus Superman over the Captain America movie. And the thing is, like, yes, they really want to go see Batman versus Superman, but you have an established character versus two characters that are coming up, and the world has not been established that well at this point. So, my thing was, though, there were enough fans that if you had turned around and said, Batman versus Superman is three and a half hours long, just given, like, something like that, that, I would have said, the audience would have gone to, no matter what. Like... There were no question to it. If you told somebody that there was a three and a half hour long Batman vs. Superman movie that was done really fucking well with a really good story, people go see it. Well, you look at... look at, In a look heartbeat. At, just look at how ticket sales work for them. They had a decent opening weekend, all things considered. Mm-hmm. 
But look at how bad it it tanked after like Saturday. Mm-hmm. Because I went and saw it Thursday afternoon at five o'clock. Like I rushed my ass home from work and went straight to the theater and saw it as soon as I could. Yeah, and that right. theater was packed, and the next show was packed, and the next show was packed because the people that wanted to see it went and saw it when it came out. Yeah, and there was no like trickle like because and it's because it was made for the fans. There was no like trickle. People were like, well, maybe I'll go see that now. Like, no, the people that wanted to see it saw it opening weekend, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of it just tanked. And and to be fair, you know, to the people that didn't go see it, that was a brutal movie at certain points. It was, yeah, um, for sure. It, it got and, and I like and I like that Batman. Uh, of course, I like a lot of different versions of Batman, but I mean that movie. It they got bone crushing, brutal. That's Quick. what Batman was. Yeah, Batman didn't go I mean, around I mean, slapping people in the cheek. Honestly, and he's to do it branding again. people, right? Uh, <laughs> and it's I a mean, thing. And the implications of that are insane. Well, but I thought it was perfect. Yeah, like, I, I'll tell you that's one of the other things about the movie too. Is like, um, so the action was done extremely well, like you're saying, like fucking a number one, awesome. But then a lot of complaints that people had with it was uh, Lex Luthor because it was um, different. <laughs> well, yeah. But the thing is, if you really think about it, like, in terms of today's society, they could have gotten someone like Michael Rosenthal that played uh, Lex Luthor in Smallville. Which, give or take, if you don't like Smallville, that's fine. If you do, that's cool. Because I, I like it. But he played one of the best Lex Luthers ever done to screen. Because Michael Rosenthal is just a really good actor. If they had gotten him for that movie, yeah, it would have been better. But if you stop and you think about that Batman vs. Superman is coming out during the age of, like, millennials and that kind of thing. The idea of a Lex Luthor that's this scrawny little arrogant piece of shit who's also really fucking smart. Like, he's figured out who Batman is, or to a point. I'm pretty sure he knows. Uh, pretty sure it's established that he figured it uh, out, right? You, you, if you're asking me a Smallville question... No, of... No, he knew who both of them Batman vs. Superman. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I'm pretty sure yeah, he knew he exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like the Lex Luthor in that movie, who's an arrogant, like scrawny little shithead, is perfect for today's world. Like, yeah, it, it came off different with Jesse Eisenberg, but I think he did a really uh, good Lex Luthor. Oh well, yeah, he's a hipster in that movie. Well, no, that's I think what I, he is. I don't hipster. think it's a hipster. I think it's legitimately you have this arrogant millennial piece of shit whose dad didn't love him. He hates everybody, and he's pretty much going to tear the world apart just because he can't. I, th- I thought before the movie came out, I went, man, that's great casting. And after the movie came out, I went, uh, I don't think he knew what he wanted to do with that character. I, s- I still think it, yeah, I think it came out pretty well. Yeah, I, I think that, I think that's yeah. exactly what the goal was with yeah. that character. I think it just, it just didn't go over well with fans because yeah. people are I because it was like bald headed, like powerful, like semi. You Gene know, Hackman, 30-ish. Kevin Spacey. That's what people yeah. are stuck to. But that's another but, real estate uh, scam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could have had that. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I, I think, I think, honestly, I think it worked out better than everybody wants to give him credit and for. I could believe that Lex Luthor in a giant mech suit in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because like, he's scrawny and he's shitty. You put a big guy in a mech suit, like that kind of undermines everything that that guy thinks he is. Like yeah. he wants to be strong enough, like with, without the suit. Like he wants to be like in Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like, um, is it All Star Superman or is it a different one where he is actually like dosing himself? I can't remember. I think it's All Star Superman. He's dosing himself and he's getting like pretty. Oh yeah, he does do that because when, uh, he wants to be able to compete. Well, because he's the one that sent Superman on that mission to the sun, right? And that's what gave right. him like super cancer. Right. Uh, yeah. 
Um, or his cells started to break down. <laughs> right. And so I think, like, to me, Scrawny... Scrawny Lex Luthor, who doesn't have a chance in a fight against anybody, yeah. makes more sense ending up in a giant mech to fight Superman eventually. And I would pay to see that movie even if the story was shit, just for that scene. Yeah, yeah. just don't give me another CGI well, monster. That's because yeah. I really liked I really liked uh, Lex Luthor at the end of uh, Batman vs Superman when he actually has his head like shaved and everything. He he looks like him. Yeah, you know, he just looks like a scrawnier version of him in jail, but. I, th- I thought it looked fine, like by the end. You I know? thought it worked. It was a good and kind thought, of origin story. I think for that, him. like the big, like, it's hard to believe the big, the the big Lex Luthor as being as brainy as he's supposed to be. Yeah, because he's supposed to be incredibly intelligent. I mean, he's outsmarting all these people. Yeah. to be able to manipulate him the way he is. It, it's more believable to me that he's not some yeah. you know, brick shit house, six four, two fifty, all muscle, you know. Yeah. Guy, like, no. I just. I thought it was a good. Yeah. And I like the play at the end of that movie where they kind of let Bruce and Diana set up the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like that whole realization Bruce comes to where he says, "Yeah, we need to." Right, and he realizes that he needs to straighten the fuck up because yeah. if that's the kind of stage that they're going to be on, you're talking about the Batman that we're talking about in that in that like in in this universe in the DCU right now is a Batman that not everybody's really a hundred percent sure that he exists. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not like. Well, I love that. The myth. Right. Uh, I mean, he yeah. is what he's supposed to be. He's a myth. He's, he fights street cops. And, like, his villains, even the best of the best, aren't on a global scale. Or even making it out of Gotham, hardly. Yeah. Well, what, what is it that Alfred mentioned? It's, not, it's, it's something about, like, uh, um, makes one miss the days of uh, chasing wind-up penguins or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, you know? yeah, there's a Batman Returns reference. Right. Uh, uh, it's, it's just, like, you have a Batman who has only ever fought in the shadows who has only ever been a guy that no one really knows 100% if he exists and fights street-level cops and doing whatever he needs to do to get that done, mm. minus killing up until you yeah. know, the point he's at in Dark Knight, or in uh, Batman vs. Superman. And then he realizes, oh shit, like the three of us just fought on what is like what was effectively a global scale. Like, you don't yeah. fight, you don't stop Doomsday. I'm doing that in quotation marks for a reason. You don't stop him. That's a big issue for everybody on the planet. And... Batman has come to the realization that I cannot act the way I've been acting if we're going to be a symbol that that we're going to end up being, you know, to stop what's coming. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And well, well, I will say this. I don't have Justice League on the list. That's fine. It's you haven't seen it yet, though, have you? Well, I wouldn't have put it on there anyway, because that's not a Batman movie. I thought this was the borderline of what's considered, and I think Justice League is more of a... I like think, I think Batman vs. Superman is a hard yes. And Justice League is a soft no of whether it's a Batman movie yeah. or not. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the next one is, I think, one me and uh, Tyler like, but not so much Ryan. What's that? Which is uh, Lego Batman. No, I like Lego Batman. Like, do you like Lego Batman, though? Do I don't like it? it on the level that you two motherfuckers like it on, but I oh, do like great. the movie. Yeah. If, if you love Batman, that movie no, pretty I much referenced Everything that has ever yeah. existed. Well, yeah. and it was it was all the poke Batman. fun. It was all yeah. the poke fun, and it was it was at its heart a Lego movie where the whole message at the end does not have anything to do with, with Batman. Batman. Yeah. But you got all these fun little plugs. Like just the first five minutes, you've seen every villain almost ever created. Yeah, for Batman. If I mean, Condiment gotta, King, Condiment King, Egghead. They all show up. Yeah, Calendar Man's there. The the Condiment Man. Now I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, Condiment Man. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I know. And I and look. 
it's going to be hard for me to talk in great detail about this movie. Yeah. We're not going to spend as much time. Yeah. Because I would have to spend 10 hours stopping and starting the movie to explain everything. Yeah. And there's so much stuff in it that every time I watch it, I pick up on something new. Yeah. Um, but I love uh, what's his face is Batman. Uh, Will uh, Will Arnett. Will Arnett's Batman. Um, I like the funny take on it. Um, I remember seeing the poster for it, and it was just this black poster with the Lego Batman uh, hunched over, and he was looking at the ground, and the headliner said "Darkness, yeah. no parents." And I went, "Oh, this is." <laughs> well, it's like I think it's great to be able to, like to be a fan of something and and. And be able to poke fun at it. And it does. Like, really hardcore. Poke fun at the whole Robin situation. Like, really bad. Like, picks yeah. on the whole... I mean, because that's costume, what it is. Like, like, right. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it, it was Rastafarian Batman yeah. was yeah. what Robin was. was but I no, mean, but even then, if you go back, there's some stupid bat suits Batman's yeah, had. But those um, were ones that actually existed. You know, and it references point. every era of Batman. Yeah. It, uh... Every sort of little subtle Batmobile. The Batcave has everything. All of them. They're all there. Um, You know, the Lobster Thermidor. (laughs) I don't know why. I just... (laughs) Yeah, see? It's just... It makes me... I just kind of like that he walks around in the the mansion in his robe and and, and the the cowl. In the cowl, yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to comment on that. Like, that's a pretty... That's a pretty actually good reference for a kid's movie to make on the fact that, like we were talking about earlier... The character is Batman. Bruce Wayne is the disguise. Is the costume, yeah. yeah. So, but that, I always thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a, it's a great movie, yeah. I bought that one in 4K and yeah. watched it, and it's beautiful, too. Like, yeah, it's, just, that, it's just fun to watch, like, yeah. all around. It's a good movie. No, no. God, and you had a great voice cast with it. Yeah, um, the whole thing. I mean, I, I, I think it disappointed some people. Came back for, uh, yeah, he came back for Two Face. Two Face for a second. Yep. I was like, finally. No, but everybody, you, you got to be hardcore. Wasn't to get Neil that. Patrick Harris Riddler and? Oh, um, I couldn't even tell you, but I. But no, that's one I did remember because most people forget Billy D played Harvey Dent for yeah, which maybe sixty seconds of screen time. If that, yeah, if, yeah. and even let, like like a tenth of that speaking. Yeah, you know, um, I would have loved to see him as Two Face and uh, in a Tim Burton third Batman movie. Yeah, well, I I, I think there was supposed to be. Yeah, and. Uh, Hollywood happened. Yeah. Um, but that would have been cool to see what Tim Burton would have done Absolutely. with the trilogy as opposed to the Joel Schumacher movie. Because oh, I think it would have ended at three. Yeah. Really. I mean. And to start it again. You know what? That, that Batman movie should go in trilogies. Yeah. Actually, you get a director, hire him for three movies. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't uh, talk in great uh, detail anymore about Lego Batman. Cause there's so much in it. I can't even honestly. I can't even remember the plot. I, I can't remember the plot to it. Um, but for <laughs> some reason, I love it better than years. all those other Batman movies. Yeah. Um, I watch it all the time. Uh, but number four, we're up to, and that is Batman '66. I haven't seen it. You've never seen the Adam West Batman movie. Uh-huh. All right. Have you ever heard the phrase uh, "Sometimes you can't get rid of a bomb"? Mm-hmm. Or some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah, I've heard it referenced. I know, I know what's in it. I've just never watched it. Oh, it's yeah. it's great. I mean, it's uh, to see those like to see the the rogues gallery at the time sitting yeah. around in a room just kind of shooting shit. And and as they were in the comics, these incredibly extreme like personalities. Oh, well, you, you, you think about the cast. You had uh, Burgess Mer- Meredith as the Penguin, who plays Mickey from the Rocky series. 
Um, so you had him. You had uh, who was the Caesar Romero? Caesar Romero, mm-hmm. who with the mustache, to cut his mustache, yeah. and it's painted over. And it's everything from the show, but it's all the stuff rolled into one. So you had the Batcave and that. Um, Catwoman didn't make no sense though. Yeah. Like she would go into disguise as like a Russian woman wearing like cheetah print stuff. I know, but th- I just watched the movie. It makes me smile. It was a good movie. And I think that's why it's so close to Lego Batman. It just makes me smile. Adam West makes me smile. Yeah, it's everything. It's, um, it's the foundation that everything that we love yeah. came from. So uh, I'll give you that one. The shark repellent. Yes. I mean, just the ridiculousness of it. Yeah. Like last night I was watching Moonraker, you know, the James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much ridiculous stuff in it that... I enjoy it that much more, and that's the same way with Batman '66. It is yeah. so stupid, yeah. and it, it, it's it so homemade. Be. Yeah, if you watch it now, especially in high def, it is so homemade. <laughs> yeah. It's actually more appealing. Yeah, no, um, I think I mean it's something about it just works. Uh, you know, uh, it is uh, definitely of its time. Um, Adam West is just iconic. I love yeah. having so like you know the Marvel. Have you ever played the Marvel Lego games? Yes, you have to. Find uh, I played Stan the third Lee. one. Yeah, Stan Lee is like one to unlock like red bricks or gold bricks, or whatever. He's one of the ones you gotta find. In in the D- last DC game, it was it was Adam West, hmm. and so you could just hear Adam West like talking in the background. Where it's like <laughs> high, you know, it's like being he's circled by a shark or something in some water. It's like that's just well. Great. Now they got two DC animated uh, Batman sixty six movies. Yes, they do. Um, I haven't seen the second one. Mm-hmm. I own the first one. I think it's the Cape Crusaders. Yeah. Um, the second one I think has to do with Two Face. Um, which is interesting because Two Face was never a character, right? In the uh, Batman '66 show, right? So I think that was their way to sort of introduce Batman to Two Face, uh, and he redid all that recording. I think a few months before he actually passed away. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of neat to me going, oh, there's an Adam West, uh, right? Movie I hadn't. Well, seen I love that they plugged him everywhere. He showed up all over the place. An animated series. He was in the, the Question episode. Uh, he was the Great Ghost. That's it. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Great Ghost. Oh, he might have been the, in the. An episode of Justice League, but I remember in the Batman animated series, he played the Grey Ghost, That's which it, yeah. was uh, a vigilante superhero who was, who was, was Batman's idol. Who's Batman's idol? Yeah, and it's cool when you go through, uh, you know, the Legend of the Grey Ghost. It yeah. had that old I mean, 30s had, radio had, broadcast. Um, he had cameos in um, the Batman that animated show. Um, like, he, like he just all he would pop up all over the place, and you'd hear his voice, and you're like. That's out of what? Like it's yeah. it's unmistakable for anybody who was a fan of you know Batman, Batman period. Yeah. And it's just awesome when you catch that little plug where he just he's like an extra, like a total, like a nobody, and he mm-hmm. just says something in the show, and you're like, "That's out of what? I know who that he is." He is just saying his name makes me smile. I, I ain't gonna lie, I had some man tears going on the night he passed away, and I, I remember sitting around just thinking about it because uh, my first memory of uh, Adam West as Batman was my family was on vacation in Myrtle Beach, and we were up in this uh, hotel, probably you know, 12, 13 stories high, we were up towards the top, and they had the television in there, and I remember uh, they had American Gladiators on TV, mm-hmm. and then right after that, they had about four hours worth of Batman 66, Nice. and I mean, I'm a kid at the beach, and I don't want to leave and go down to the beach, because I'm going, what is this Batman show? Yeah. You know, what is this thing? And I probably... I was I was watching the Batman animated series, so that was my first Batman I think right. growing up. But I had never seen this Adam the West show, yeah. and I was just fascinated by it I because think... as to a kid, as goofy as that is, that is crack. Yeah, I mean it is amazing, and yeah. I kept I figured out when it was coming on because back in those days you had to turn it to the TV Guide channel, 
And I figured out like every day, like it was like a Monday through Friday, it was daytime television and one of these weird, obscure channels in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And I would, I was watching so much. And when I got back home, I went and bought TV guides and figured right. out when all the ones came on, I had my VHS tapes and I could record them. <laughs> that's awesome. And it was everything I could get my hands on. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. He's got a molar, like a false molar or something that's got the bat symbol, like paint on the side of it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I remember seeing that somewhere. Like it was, I think it was like in Ripley's Believe It or Not. Hmm. was where I read it, maybe. Uh, I remember the day the day he passed. Maybe I don't believe it. I uh, listened to Ralph Garman uh, talk about it, and he played this thing. And I would uh, encourage the listeners to go check it out. It's called West on West, where it was Adam West reading Kanye West lyrics. <laughs> um, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I don't know uh, if. Uh, we get shut down or Kanye West would sue you, but if you could insert that right now, <laughs> it would be well worth it. Um, but check that out. Uh, Cause that was the last thing when I was going through my Adam West morning, I watched that and I, I lost my shit. <laughs> it was one of the f- funniest. I mean, <laughs> That's good stuff. I, I would try to repeat some of it, but uh, I couldn't do it justice. All right. So, We've got three left. We got three left. All, All right. right. So you've got yeah. Trying to guess the three. I got. Oh, well, you've got Ma- Mask of the Phantasm, Dark Knight, and Batman nineteen eighty nine are in there. Correct. Those are the three. It's hard to say. Like Dark Knight, at the time, was hands down my favorite movie of all time. Period. Mm-hmm. Like period. But. I don't know how you. I don't know how you split those up. Like, well, I, 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 I ain't gonna ruin it. I don't think it's a big secret. The Dark Knight is number one. Okay. Um, Makes sense. I, I have to agree there. Yeah. The um, other two are the other, the two, other two, two are interchangeable. Yeah. Two are, and and really they are. A lot of these movies, if I look at them, they're in kind of. Don't think of them as me a definitive ranking. Right. Yeah. Think of them as like a series of bunches where I could right. easily flip flop. Any of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of these, but. Um, I went with uh, Batman 89 at number three. I loved Michael Keaton, especially in those first movies. It's the Tim Burton part that always bothered me, but I thought Tim Burton made a a non-Tim Burton movie. It had some of his flavor to it, but it wasn't like a straight-up, you know, know, goth, let's put scissors on his fingers, weird. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't. That's what some of his movies really do suffer from. I mean, I understand he has his audience. Mm-hmm. And his audience loves that, and I've lo- I love certain Tim Burton movies. Mm-hmm. But sometimes Tim Burton's a little too much. Like you're very specific to what you are. Right. Um, I can only imagine if I was a little bit older in 1989 because I think I was two years old when that movie came out. Um, if I was a little bit older, I think my mom was 18. <laughs> <laughs> I was born that too. So. There you go. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm just thinking if I was just a little bit older. Um, and when that summer that Batman movie came out, that was probably all I could think about. And when you see him on screen, I love the bat suit in that. That's um, good. It was solid. I mean, the wings. Uh, was that the first time they did the oval? Yes, I believe so. I mean, no. Uh, what's his face came up with it in the seventies in the comics. Um, right. No, you're right. Uh, but it did have a very different look. Adams, uh, Neil Adams. Yeah, but Neil it, was, Adams. it was it was more like almost circular in yeah 
And, and, and that was iconic. And yeah. also, uh, at the same year, the Prince album for the movie, Prince did the entire soundtrack. Yeah. And it had the bat symbol on the front cover of that, which almost made it even more iconic. Yeah. I still wish I could get a copy of that to put it on the wall. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got that movie, 89, Tim Burton, you know, Mr. Mom is playing Batman. Um and Michael Keaton knocks it out the park. Absolutely. As Bruce Wayne. Well, I think his, his and we, we almost talked about it earlier, I think we held off for this one, what he did with that character. I mean, he explored what it meant to be Bruce Wayne, and that that movie is what the animated series based Bruce Wayne and Batman yeah. on. I mean, hardcore. I mean, you can't, nobody had really taken the time to explore that character in the depth that Michael Keaton does any character that he plays. Any character well, even the plays. world. I mean, it's definitely on a Hollywood set, but hands down the best uh, Wayne Manor. Yeah. My yeah. favorite Batmobile. Um, it's might, simple. Sometimes simple is fine. Mm-hmm. Might be my favorite Batsuit. Um, it's a solid Batsuit. I mean, yeah, I mean, I really more gravitate towards the animated series, but it was based off that. Right. Um, the cast, I mean, you had what, Kim Basinger was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Nicholson? Jack, oh. No, we're getting to him. I'm trying to think of all the unknowns. Because I know there's somebody I'm going to forget. Um, but the guy that played Alfred, I mean, that was he would play that character three more times. Yeah. Um, he's like the uh, Monty Penny of uh, right. you know, the Batman universe. Yeah. Um, Listen to that right now, Monty Penny. Yeah, or Q, really. I guess Dave yeah. Newell would be a better one. Sorry, I'm really into Bond lately. Um. Yeah, and I just yeah, and then Jack Nicholson. the The fact that they played it, he played it big. He played it grand. Um, when he does the uh, has the revolver with the probably four foot barrel on the end, <laughs> and he shoots down a plane. Right. Yeah. For some reason, I didn't have a problem with it. The ending fight scene on the roof with the backdrop of the moon and the church bell tower, you know, it just all worked. It, I like that they had Joker kill his parents. Yeah. That had never been done before. Um, yeah, but the only gripes I have with it is the fact that uh, the Joker replaced Joe Chill. Yeah, no, I like Joe Chill as a character. I think that's important. Yeah, um, yeah, so I didn't like that he went with that. I understood it, but I didn't like that. And then I didn't like uh, the fact that Alfred uh, gave up the fact that Bruce Wayne's Batman... Uh, Really easily. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also Bruce Wayne was about to tell her too one time and he held, he got distracted. Right. Um, well, that was like a joke with that, with those movies anyway. Was that And he went out on one date. The first girl he went, the first girl he took out, like he told her like immediately, like it was like Bruce Wayne just couldn't help but tell whoever he was dating yeah. Batman. Um, but yeah, I mean, that movie is, um, Lay the groundwork for so much of what we. Oh no, that is around. everything, even right up to this day. Right yeah. up to, I can see, I can't see Adam West in anything up to this day. I can see that '89 Batman movie with Batman vs Superman. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Definitely saw it in Chris Nolan. Um, heck, one day I would really love to see them go back and do like a Flashpoint paradox movie, and have Michael Keaton play uh, Thomas Wayne. That'd be cool. Um, well, we're getting Flashpoint, but it's going to be uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's also yeah, that's true. That 
Actually, he looks more like uh, I'll take that Thomas Wayne. Yeah, I'll take him in that bad suit with the like the horn shoulders and the guns and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. No, give me that. It's like today. Yeah, I'll pay fifty dollars to take it for that. Like, yeah, I'll, well, Jeffrey Dean Morgan too. I mean, that's a great pick. Yeah, and he yeah. was uncredited in Batman vs Superman too. Yeah, I think because uh, Zack Snyder was trying to sneak that in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess number two is Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, you haven't seen it, Captain Phantasm? <laughs> yes, Captain Phantasm. Close enough. <laughs> you know what I said? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that movie covers so much of the animated universe. Yeah, like just I mean, you bring in like early early Batman, um, with some of the flashbacks and stuff. You get into Bruce Wayne's real life, like to a point where he's considering maybe I don't need to be Batman forever. Maybe this girl I mean, is he's enough. on his knees at his parents' grave. He's talking to stones. Yeah, he's literally he's talking asking, to his parents' gravestone. Like, can I not keep this responsibility anymore? Like, I'm ready to move on with my life with this with this girl. Yeah, and it's all tied in with the Joker's origin. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's such an incredible piece. And and then just to be drawn the same way as the animated series. I mean, one of the things that, that's vastly different about the animated series versus any other cartoon uh, is that it was they started with a black background yep. and put everything on it instead of and, drawing and you white. can tell in the movie yeah and and yeah. something about being able to put black on black and make it like uh, it just it it's one of my it's it is I think it's got to be I think that would be my number two I think I have to agree hundred percent with your top three. Yeah. I, I mean, because I really thought I go. Am I just saying that because I love the TV show? Um, you know, because I could sit there. There's and, episodes of the TV show that would outrank the movies for me, all of them. Yeah, so, no, you know, the, I guess the Harvey Dent episodes and the, the Heart of Ice were. But I mean, it'll show you how much they thought of really Bruce Tim and Paul Dini back then. With that, I think they were only a season, maybe a season and a half in. Yeah, well, it hadn't been out long. They put that in a the theater. Yeah. I wouldn't see them putting a DC animated movie in the theater right now. No. Well, and to be fair, I mean, none of them are long enough to be. Yeah. <laughs> you having fun? Playing with the dog? <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, so I just kind of listen to you guys. <laughs> That's now, fair. I know, but I mean, just, uh, yeah. The one thing that sticks out to me of that movie is him sitting on his knees talking to his parents' graves. Well, asking. I think that that's something. But the, ironically, because he wants to run away with the girl, who if it becomes full circle... Is the very source of his problem that pulls him back in, right? And I'll hold off. I'll keep it cryptic like that because. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's like they they were able to do things with that movie that they could never do in the show. Things that the show is alluding to that they could never get away with in a twenty minute episode for children. Mm-hmm. So I mean, because that, that movie was PG thirteen, wasn't it? I believe so. It might have been PG. It might have been PG, but PG then is different than PG yeah. now, and. You've got some really dark undertones, and like I mean, they actually they animate blood in it for the first time, which they never did before. And um, I, to show his his struggle with his parents in the form of being at their gravesite repeatedly, not like once in a movie where he goes to visit mm-hmm. mom and dad, mom and dad. Like he like he goes to talk to them, and he's and, Bruce Wayne a lot. Yeah, in the movie, which kind of. You know, I know if this is a good springboard for the animated series. I bet me and you could sit around and make our top Absolutely. ten animated series. But uh, Kevin Conroy is my Batman. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick who was my Batman, Kevin Conroy, he was that voice, animated series, the first one I was His voice is to. amazing. I'd yeah. be good if they took the best actor in the world to portray live-action Batman and voiced over with Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fine with me. Yeah. Because no, Kevin, Kevin Conroy has... 
probably one of the most identifiable voices without a lot of people knowing who Kevin Conroy is. Right. Because, like, I mean, it's it, like James Earl Jones. You Like, everyone knows James Earl Jones. Like, yes. everybody knows James Earl Jones. And if you hear his voice, you're like, holy shit, that's either Darth Vader, James Earl Jones. Right. But, like, Kevin Conroy is one of those people where if you hear his voice... There's a lot of people that know that voice. They just don't know who he is because right. they don't know the name because you know people don't follow voice actors. And, as I, and I love that he embraced it because yeah. a, a few yeah. years back, and I'm talking, I say few, probably ten uh, years back, I remember him kind of resisting the fact that he was just Batman, Batman, Batman. And Mark Hamill kind of did it at one point too. He says, "Well, I'm gonna walk away from." The Arkham series on the video games, and this will be my last time doing yeah. the Joker. And, and then, then he Arkham comes Knight. back. Yeah, but then he comes Which back. Which was the best kept secret, in my opinion, like of all time, for like like just movies, video games for spoilers. Like I didn't have a damn clue, like yeah. nothing, until all of a sudden he's on screen and you're hearing his voice and you're like, ah, "This is the there best day of my life." I know. Yeah, but I mean, you think about that. You had Mark Hamill, um, who. At that time, who knew he was going to be able to... He didn't know. Like, he yeah. went to audition for Joker and went ahead and did a few more voices while he was there. And he, I remember hearing him talk about, like, his audition and sitting in the car in traffic on the freeway. Like, sitting still in traffic, practicing his laugh, trying to remember what he did in the audition so he could try to do it again. And just thinking, there's no way. Like, there's no way that I'll get the Joker. And they cast him in what mm-hmm. was probably one of his... I mean, next to Luke Skywalker. I think that's, I think it's hard to say it's next to Luke Skywalker. I would say to me, his his Joker stands out to me more than Luke Skywalker, hands down, and will be more iconic. Yes. I don't care. Like to, that. to me, uh, I don't think in the <laughs> in the, in long the grand scheme, scheme because no. nobody knows he does it. Yeah, nobody. There's people who will die not having any idea that, that Luke Skywalker was also the Joker. Yeah, know, to me, because the Batman property, even though I think Star Wars um, is, fa- I love Star Wars, but the Batman property is probably my. It's my favorite character. Yeah. It's uh, a close second would be Daredevil. Yeah. Um, which essentially is Marvel's Batman. Right. Um, which is... <laughs> you think you can have a guy that fights crime yeah. with no powers? This one's blind. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, I love that. They both have, you know, parent well, rental or... to be fair, issues. Marvel's got a couple of those. They've got Iron Man, Moon they've Knight. got Moon Knight, and they've got... Well, uh, I, I just like that street level, you know, that street yeah, level yeah, character yeah. thing. Um but yeah, yeah. Marvel has a good set of brawlers, though. Like even Spider-Man in his early years is a is like a street level brawler. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're catapulting him into ba- Batman in the Marvel is in a now. world of gods. Yeah, and he's mortal. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I guess that brings us to the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. It might if it's not. I think it's the greatest comic book movie ever made. Um, pretty damn close. I don't if, know if what yes. would get up there. Uh, maybe, maybe Captain America two. Yeah, that's a good movie because it's a hell of a good like political thriller right there that came out of nowhere. Yeah, but, I think people underestimated that movie. By a I, lot. I yeah. still, I don't think it. I still, I don't think it touches the Dark Knight though. No. I mean, no, I don't either. There's I mean, so much. <laughs> All yeah. right, I'm, I'm gonna get this out the way. Because I'm going to get the one gripe I have with the Dark Knight out the way up front. The whole cell phone glasses thing where he's able to look through buildings. Okay, his sonar with the... Yeah, the sonar. Yeah. yeah, with the cell phone. I actually thought that was pretty cool. I, I don't think it's going to age well. I think it's going. I think if you go back and watch it now, that has not aged well. Um, I mean, I think if you I consider... I think it'll write with consider, the NSA. 
I mean, I get that part, but of course that was going on back then. Yeah. I think that was the one thing if you talk about a timeless movie that's really going to stick out. Yeah. Everything else about that movie, absolutely. See, I think I'll be able to ignore it forever just because of the fact that it's like sonar and he's a bat and whatever it works. Like, I think, (laughs) like, like, I think that's, I mean, I think that there have been some weird techie things in other movies that were far more off the wall than that. Like to me, that's semi believable. Now the way they transition back and forth between how he's seeing it and how it's happening. Like when he's fighting Joker at the end and like, he's getting all distorted cause he still has his glasses on and he can't actually, like he could actually see if he just take them off mm-hmm. and you're like flashing back and forth in the way he's seeing it. And not like, I think the way it presents on screen for Lucius when Lucius is looking at it, it's fine. I think the way it presents on screen when you're talking about what Batman is seeing is a little well, different. Well, yeah. it ends up looking exactly like Daredevil stuff. It's, yeah, that's it because it, it's exactly what it is. It's the same idea of you Daredevil. Can't see. Yeah. He's got to have a way to see. Well, no, that's just the only thing that I said. That ain't going to age well, but everything I, else about that movie. I, I think it might still age well simply because of the, the storyline behind it. Well, I don't want to make you feel old, but that movie, I believe, is 11 years old now. Yeah. Okay, I'm um, still so saying like go back and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying like I still, I think I still think it like ages well because of the storyline behind it, which is like that's Lucius pretty much telling him like you you can't be this like you know he's literally saying like you have this technology this technology is not what you should have like you should not have this amount of power to just simply listen and you know control what anybody's like listen to Uncle Ben yeah. But I mean that's that's what it was. He pretty much tells him like you you can't be this authoritarian, and that's why when he turns around and he's like, "Well, I gave it to you, so you can shut it down when I'm done." Like that's that's what you needed to hear from a character like Batman, which is you know he thought well, I'm this. doing yeah I'm doing this because I need to he, he, right now. He is so Batman. In this yeah, movie. but I like I don't I don't want this power either. Like I don't think I should have this either. I need to have this power right now. Because this this is like the only way that we can find this right We've now. We've exhausted every option yeah. of narrowing down yeah. who this guy is, what he's doing, why he's doing it. Well, yeah. I, I, that's another thing I love this movie. I love the opening scene because it was kind of like business as usual. Like Batman's just out on a night of, you know, yeah. he's just out patrolling at night. And all of a sudden you see like fake Batman, you're kind of... Wondering yeah. what it is, and right. Um, well, it's it's, it's the Batmobile actually shows up. It feels like a big deal, right? And you know, he starts yet like uh, he grabs that gun barrel and cranks it down. Yes, like, I love like that. That stood out to me as such a fantastic, uh, like just like it's not a whole scene. It's just a moment scene. Whatever. That that moment when he reached out, grabs the barrel, bends it down. It's another one of those things where this guy's a myth. Nobody mm-hmm. knows what he's actually capable of. So all these people that just watch this happen think this whoever this is is strong enough to curl a gun barrel up and then you see that he's got something in his hand that allowed him to do it. You know? Like he had that like whatever thing on his arm and clamped it and let him bend it. You know, it's like Yeah. That he's it's all a big charade. And it's he, all a big he, even the one guy that was out there trying to fight crime because he was inspired by bad Right. Man. What's the difference between you and me? I'm not wearing hockey pads. Yeah, that was just great. Um and then the he, the bank robbery scene is a mini movie. You yeah. could show that to anybody. And I remembered I probably watched that more than anything else because when the Blu-ray, they had a special edition Blu-ray of Batman Begins came out. When you bought that, you got that opening bank robbery scene. From the time you see the Joker standing out in the street 
and they kind of uh, zip line into the yeah, building. Yeah, got the two guys on the, on the roof doing To the this. point that the school buses pull out by the end. Right. That is all 100% on well, this Blu-ray I mean, like, from about... one of the most anticipated movies of that summer. Bro, what are you talking about? I had people come over to the house and watch it. This yeah. The, the, um, like, that was, like, the first, like, in my memory, real, like, post-credit, like, set. It wasn't, like, post-credit, but end of the movie setup, like, where this movie ended... But here's this little tidbit. Like, yeah. here's this Joker card we found that we don't know much about him. He's just tearing stuff up. Well, like, I mean, that's straight out of Batman Year One. Too. It is, and, and it's and it was it was just enough to get you really excited, and just enough to be like, well, are they actually going to do this, or are they just screwing me? So then you kind of get to thinking about it, like, what are they, how are they going to execute this? How's it going to work? And you start seeing trailers, and you're like, this is different than I was expecting. And then all of a sudden, you're in love with this portrayal of this character that is. One of the best is the one of the best of all time. Yeah. It's hard to rank because, and I, I would I, like I love Heath Ledger Joker, and it's definitely one of my favorites. I'll never be able to say that it's at the top because nobody can do it the same way. There's yeah. a distinct difference between each Joker. All the Batman's kind of pull from each other, and the Joker's pull from each other to a degree. But like, you've got very different interpretations of this character and how he thinks and how he like his backstory and everything and. You cannot compare Heath Ledger to Jack Nicholson. No, and you cannot compare Jared Leto to Heath Ledger. Like they're, yeah, they're not the same. But thing. I will say this: and as much as I love Mark Hamill, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. But for me, I've never seen anything like that before. No, and, and I think uh, that for Heath Ledger, yeah, for Heath Ledger, I've no, never I would, seen I would probably have to argue anything. that that's my favorite one. I mean, I, like I, like I agree that. with you that like all of them are like very powerful, like mm-hmm. in all their renditions of them. But Heath Ledger brought. A Joker that was so beyond what you've ever seen before. Like, I mean, well, to the point where you have a scene where Batman's roaring down the fucking street looking for him, and there is a fire truck that is on fire. Like, I mean, this is literally a Joker. This this is the Joker that everybody has wanted. Like, one right. that's so over when the top. When he's in the back of the van with the rocket launcher. And he's just hanging out like the he, window. Yeah. yeah. He just doesn't care. Yeah. Because um, he like doesn't. Yeah. Pain. Hey, like, hey. Hit me! Yeah. Well, you know, even that he experiences pain, but he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I think he's standing in the middle of the road going, well, if he hits me, oh well. Yeah. But let me just see if what he hits happens. Me, if he hits me, then he's not who he says he is. Yeah. And if he doesn't, then I'm still alive. So whatever, yeah. you know. Or when he's like in the interrogation room and he makes some comment, he just slams his fucking head on the table. Ah. And when he comes back up, he just kind of has that look of like... Well, that sucked. <laughs> Never start with the head. It leaves the victim all fuzzy. No, it's just everything about his character. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, I, uh, I think it probably goes down as the greatest comic book villain of all time. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think in, in, and in I think the greatest comic book plug, movie of all time. To be able to plug a character like that into the universe created by Christopher Nolan, there is no superpowers. There is no like magic goo that turns you into this crazy motherfucker with the white face like no this guy was rooted in reality and and every piece of what he did even the, even the even the paint the war paint it was all possible yeah every piece of it was something that if you had the time and the will you could probably pull it off if you really wanted to manipulate people that way and and his motivations yeah his motivations was, are just I, I love the I think we talked about it in the movie speech you seen but the tangerine speech um that Alfred gives mm-hmm. it 
it, it's the motivation. Some people just want chaos and watch the world burn. Yeah, you know, they don't have logical Which reasons or motivation. I believe is either preceded or immediately followed by him in the warehouse burning, burning the, the pile mound of money. cash. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. he doesn't care. That like, I mean, he flat out states that that that's not why he's there, and he doesn't care about it. Yeah, and the movie's so. epic. That's when the dogs switch sides too, right? Yeah, that's when he so. has the guy's dog to eat him. Yeah, yeah. And I and I think the storyline too. It's it's an epic movie. But it still stays grounded. Yeah. Right. Well, we're it's, missing a big piece of that, like Two Face. Yes. Like, how do you take a character like Two Face? And and even the look, even the look for that movie was unbelievable. Rel- for a real for a realistic. I, movie. I, I still I but still it like worked. it. it yeah. Was yeah. Perfect. It was his movie. Right. That the movie really followed his story arc. Right. Mm-hmm. I it mean, did. if you think about it, the Joker was just there. The Joker would pop up, and it was a good bit. Well, the of fun. Joker, the Joker orchestrated all of it. The Joker was the puppeteer behind the whole thing, kind of. But, the, this but really, the movie follows Harvey Two Face. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, everybody always knocks Eckhart. Uh, what was his name? Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. yeah. I loved him in that movie. And I got to, like that was yeah, it's great when he wakes up in the hospital and the fucking Joker's like uh, the over him, and he doesn't realize it at first, but when he like sees his face after he like pulls the mask down, so it just starts to like. Yeah, I mean, he wants to kill him, like, flat yeah. out right. But then, like, the Joker makes that that huge play of just, like, you don't want to kill me. Like, it's not my fault you're in here, you know? <laughs> like, that's pretty pretty damn good puts movie. Puts the gun in his hand and puts it up against his head. Yeah. I thought the Rachel Dawes confusion scene where they put him in two separate locations, I thought that was genius. That Simple and well executed. Yeah. Uh, Jim Gordon dying actually got me yeah. at the time. I, yeah, I was like, what, what? What? It was fantastic. I, I watched that movie so many times. I think I saw it four times in theaters, and still to this day, I jump when the damn when the uh, the fake Batman hits the window in the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I wasn't ready. Like, yeah. I thought I was ready. I wasn't ready. The, the like, truck, the tractor trailer, uh, going end over end. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I love non CGI stuff like that. It was so Practical cool effects. that Chris Nolan went back and wanted to do it that way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, let's see, Maggie well, Jones, Switcheroo. That was back in the, that was back before I really got into researching stuff. Before I saw it, so I had literally only seen like one trailer for the movie. Knew I was a huge fan. Knew I was super excited to see the Joker. So Two Face for me was a total surprise. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because I missed a trailer or something, but I wasn't like like now. Very few things can get by me before I get to the theater. Like I know like this guy's gonna be in it some way or another, but. To get there in the movie and open with the courts, like, well, like, not open with, but get to the first scenes where you see somebody say Harvey Dent. Yeah. And, like, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, what? <laughs> because you're already talking about what looks like you're already impressed with this Joker that they're going to do. Yeah. And now they're going to throw a Two-Face in it. And you're like, how can this get any better? Like, I am just so excited for how this is going to unfold. Yeah. Well, that was and, like the Dick Donner, Bat- or Dick Donner Superman where somebody mentioned the name Gotham. Yeah. And it's in the Superman movie in the seventies and people, Oh Right. It's like I, I miss that and I and I I do it to myself. Like I will never get that really again because I, I spoil everything for myself, those kind of things. And that was like a magical thing for me, was for that to be a total surprise. Yeah. So if I could just like if you could just make the whole world just like stop Yeah, I'd, I'd love to watch things. that movie fresh again. Yeah. I mean yeah. like um, Anything. I remember life. going to see that movie like four or five times. I saw like it, it came uh, out. four times. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first night I saw it, I was at Virginia Center Commons. It was the midnight showing. And I mean the midnight showing. Yeah, I think, did I go with you for that? Me and you might have had to sit in different theaters, I remember. 
No, you ended up sitting with us, though, because you ended up just walking in, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not mistaken, you were just, like, kind of hanging out there, and then all of a sudden you just sauntered yeah. into the yeah. theater and sat oh, down. Oh, you guys are. <laughs> no, I remember seeing that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know four times. I might have seen it five times. I don't think I've ever seen a movie more than twice in the theater, but that one was different. Yeah. yeah and, I'm, and I remember walking out, and I will still say to this day, I've never had a better experience in a movie theater than I did when I saw that movie. Mm-hmm. And I mean the anticipation, and it was right at that sweet spot of the internet where not everything was getting ruined or spoiled or leaking. Right. Um, and it was just this anticipation. Also, you waited. That movie came out in what, 08? think so. Something like that. And so that was a three-year waiting period because they didn't know if they were going to make another one after Batman right. Begins. I remember seeing that in Tappahannock in a small theater, and I didn't expect much of it, and that surprised me. And uh, the more and more I watched Batman Begins, the more and more I got excited. Right. And I went, oh, man, no, this movie's different. Yeah. And so I think that was a probably the most anticipated movie of my lifetime, even more so than a Star Wars. I do, I do remember, though... Like everyone shitting on Heath Ledger getting cast as a Joker. Well, just like anything else, it was yeah. just like anything. But I remember quite the opposite. You sure about that? It was right because you can go back. Yeah, you can go back and look. Everybody that I knew was like damn near burned itself to the fucking ground when it was announced that he was. uh, Now I remember like me and like Stephen Beal, we would sit around and uh, talk about how pumped we were. Yeah, it was probably you and your friends because like you had friends like me because I thought it was great. I Uh didn't think it was terrible, but like the internet, yeah, the internet was pissed, dude. Like it was, it was literally like the biggest fallout of the summer because they were like. This fucking pretty boy can't play the goddamn Joker, blah, blah, blah. And then that first trailer hits and you like realize like, oh, they're doing something different. Mm-hmm. They're doing something like way different. And then when you went and saw the movie, it was like, oh, remember Holy that teaser where it was just him laughing? Yeah. I think it was just him laughing and maybe you saw the smile or cut to the bat symbol or something. Well, I think all you got, I think most, you didn't get to see much of him in the trailer. I think you might have gotten to see him hanging out the cop car with his head turned back, like a dog yeah. hanging out the window. I think that was basically all that was in the trailer. And then there was just the branding of the red circles with the bat symbol for the smile. And that was like like the hmm. you know painted yeah. Joker face. And I mean, this movie, oh, and I thought of something else I didn't like about it. No Wayne Manor. We got the weird... Uh, right, the weird Wayne Manor. Wayne Manor was burned down. <laughs> well, I knew that, but I'm still... I just... I think that movie... I thought it was I, a neat... Because he's had to have other bat caves. And I thought it was, you know... Pretty yeah, well I, just, I thought it was but weird. But I liked, I liked more his, like, secret room in the penthouse when they were having Harvey Dent's, like, fundraiser. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. I would have liked to see more of that. But yeah. I get where they're going. But it was also very, very simple. Like, I'm like there's not much in here. Yeah, like, it was yeah. literally just, like, a big... Well, everything would pop up. That was, I think, the idea is everything yeah. would pop up at yeah. the ground. Is and I, I will say, like my one gripe, like the grandeur of the way it was, dis- like uh, uh, just the way he said it and the way it started was, you know, how are you gonna get ballistics off a shattered bullet? It's like <laughs> I'm gonna get fingerprints or whatever, and you're like, what the fuck? Like that's awesome. Yeah. He's gonna get fingerprints off a shattered bullet. Now I will and say I, this, and I allowed it. I don't care who you are. That would never work. No, however. <laughs> Watching it on screen is cool. Right, as shit. it was. Well, I mean, watching him <laughs> shoot different bricks and pick the one that it thinks exploded that, the same way and re- it. The science behind it is garbage, no, that's but the it worked. Like and that was a that, that was a well. real gun. Yeah. that sounded real. You could hear metal on. I mean, every there's 
the sound in that movie. I mean, they had to won the Oscar for best sound editing. Yeah. The Hans Zimmer score. Mm-hmm. I mean, it peaks it. I mean, it's blowing you out the theater. It's so loud. Um, well, that movie, like, it could have ended three or four times. Yeah. And it was like each time you got one more piece, of the, one more layer of the story that you kind of forgot about. Like, Heath Ledger getting apprehended, hanging upside down inside of that building is like the first of three endings. Yeah. You know? And even even the cop uh, selling secrets to the Joker because her mom was in the yeah. hospital. I mean, it was just, there was so many subplots and plots going on. And most time in a movie like that, it doesn't work. Yeah. Somehow... They well, just nailed it. This guy pulled off a movie like Inception. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, he has the brains to be able to put something and like that Interstellar together. Interstellar and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. And they ended it in the most Batman way I could ever think of. They didn't end it with a big explosion or big heroic act. Or, I don't know, he driving over the ocean with a nuclear guy. bomb. They didn't end it that way. Yeah. They ended it with uh, Jim Gordon's son saying, you know... Why do we? Why do you have to chase him? And I just love that line where he says, "Because he can take it." Right. Yeah. And uh, you know he's a you know a silent protector. Right. A he's dark knight. He's, he's, he's uh, and you just see the, the Batman we deserve, not the one we need. Yeah. Right you now. you just see the patrol dogs and the cops and the flashlights. He's literally. And he's limping. Yeah. And uh, you know you know we got to chase him because he can take it. Yeah. You know a silent protector, a dark knight, and then that Hans Zimmer score just dong. And then credits roll. Gave me chills. Yeah, I'm getting chills just talking about it right now. I thought it was it. It's perfect. The movie is. I I don't. I don't think there's such thing as a perfect movie. That's about as close as me as you'll get to a perfect movie. Um, Yeah. Personally, me personally, I just. They're talking about doing. Are they? Are they going to do a 4K re-release for their anniversary or whatever? Didn't they already? Or did they already do it? I think it's already released in 4K. Is it? Mm-hmm. That's a good list. That's a good list. Yeah. What would you have changed? Not much. I mean, I think it's pretty spot on. Like you said, there's ones that you can kind of flop back yeah. and forth, but I think your top three are solid. And um, but, but since and I did want to add when you said you were doing just theatrical releases, and I did make a comment earlier about the anime DC universe. Now, like none of them would hold up in the theater. They're great. Yeah. Movies. Like yeah. some, I'm gonna go home and probably some are buy better than my gaslight yeah. and watch it tonight because yeah. I've been I meant to do it when it came out and I'm, I've just waited. Been holding on um, for a little bit. Yeah, um, I do want to see that. I, I, like, I never even read anything about yeah, that except I know just, it's like the Jack the Ripper. Yeah, it's, that's gotta be cool, you know. And I think that like where where DC has woes live action right now. Yeah, they are making up for it with the animated universe they've created, and it's kind of the inverse for Marvel. Marvel's got a fantastic live action universe right now but their animated movies and stuff they either haven't produced many or they just haven't been great yeah so like uh, it's a it's not a really fair trade-off because as a dc fan as a batman fan i want that perfect like i want the marvel equivalent or yeah dc equivalent of marvel yeah but you know what i think uh i ruin a good thing with these animated movies i love buying them yeah i love watching them um and <laughs> you get different shit did you movies. see the Justice League Dark one? No, um, I have a list of them because all of a sudden it used to be a, they release one a year, and now it's been a and, bunch. I, and I get really excited for the one. Now it's three or four, or sometimes yeah. four or five a year, and I can't keep up with Assault it. Assault on Arkham is one of my all time favorites. I love, that I one. love that. Yeah, you they, they, that really opening good. Batman scene where the Riddler sitting at the computer panel, yeah. and, and he cuts the lights, and he that is that is a hundred percent Batman right yeah. there. 
That is, uh, I, I wish, I think Zack Snyder watched that. Yeah, no, and, he must uh, have. Went, okay, I like that. Um, but he should I mean, have shown they, they it to the Suicide watched, Side director. They definitely did. Um, they definitely, I think they did. I really think they did. Uh, there were pieces of, I mean, they could have just gotten so much of it from the comic books, but there were pieces of that that seemed like they were together. I think Amanda Waller was yeah, spot on. Great character um, in the Batman universe. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, the animated movies have been really fun. So if anybody gets a chance, check out some of those. I mean, uh, the the Son of Batman and Batman vs. Robin are great movies. I haven't seen um, Batman vs. Robin. I did see Son of Batman. That's, a, that's I mean, the Ra's al Ghul, Damian Wayne. Yeah. yeah, and then Batman vs. Robin is, is the sequel to that, and the direct sequel to that. Um, okay. Like, maybe weeks or months following. You know what? I always want to shout out to Flashpoint Paradox, even though it's technically... A Flash movie. A Flash movie. That is... By the end of it, you'll get some man tears, uh, yeah. fathers and sons type shit yeah, going that's on. That's what gets me that. so hyped for a Flashpoint movie in the DCEU is because yeah. that movie, it was so cool to see so many well-established characters. Well, I'd never read it. Um, yeah. And I went back and I, after I watched the movie, I bought the book. Mm-hmm. I was like, Amazon, two days, here we go. Yep, <laughs> it's happening. Um, it's just, it's, it's good. Um, yeah, so... Uh, you know, where we don't get in, in the movie theater, we you know we get a little something on on the side. Well, even yeah. like a Red Skull, um, that was another good one. I, I really consider that one's one that kicked it off because they had some weird ones mm-hmm. like uh, they had the Japanese anime Batman one way back in the day. They, they just have did a new one. one that's they just like did a new big one. time. Yeah. yeah, I really want to see it, but it's yeah. it's like full on like hardcore Japanese anime, like samurai looking, like yeah, like samurai, like bloody as shit. Like crazy looking. I'll show you the trailer before I leave here, but it looks really good. Okay. Well, Batman does lend itself to, I guess, if you want to talk about Adam West all the way to yeah. anime Samurai Batman, I mean. It looks good, man. I, I saw that trailer. Well, like, I really liked one of the other ones I liked was Bad Blood. I haven't seen that one. Bad Blood has, um, uh, Bat, like, there's a character, Batwing. It's Lucius Fox's son in, oh. like, a, like, a techie, like, Iron Man kind of Batman suit. So, like, everybody that. Like oh, the whole Bat family's in it, looking for Batman. Yeah, and you've got Damien and Batwoman and Batgirl and Nightwing as Batman and uh, uh, Batwing, all those different characters together. That was a cool movie too. To see yeah. those together. That's on the list. Yeah, so I've got a lot of them. Do you what have it? an Xbox? Because. I'll give you my credentials. Yeah, no, I don't have an Xbox. Them. I buy all my stuff through Amazon, and sometimes I say, uh, "Well, I should rent them." But periodically they put them on Netflix or Hulu or one will come yeah, up or yeah. pop up. But now all of a sudden I think I got about 10 on there I haven't seen. Mm, yeah. uh, I, you some, know what I never saw? That's, that's like some Justice League stuff. I never some... watched The Killing Joke. I heard that wasn't that good. Uh, I, I heard the book was great. I've read the book several times. They, uh, I know they took some liberties. Yeah, do you want me to spoil it? Go ahead. Because Batman I've definitely took some liberties with Barbara Gordon. Yeah, that's they, right. uh they bang it out on the roof, which really changes everything about Batman. It's a little awkward. Oh, yeah. She takes his utility belt off, and yeah. Uh, and then, then they kind of... Go, tongue, Barbara. They, they, they kind of <laughs> tongue-in-cheek it with the camera that pans up and stuff, but... Um, yeah, th- there's a bunch of stuff in there, but really that was the big one that changed the dynamic of the whole movie. So when Barbara gets shot, that changes it. Right. But I will say this, though. They made that raw. That's probably the most adult animated movie I've it was ever seen. R, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. uh, 
Ain't no doubt that's the most adult one they ever made, and it looks just like I believe his name is Brian Bowling. Mm-hmm. It looks exactly like his artwork. Yeah. Because um, I've seen them do adaptations of certain work, like Year One. I saw what they were trying to go with. I've never seen a dead on comic book to animated comparison right. like they did with the Killing Joke. So it is worth a watch. The second half of that movie is worth it. Uh, it's definitely a top three Batman graphic novel or story yeah. ever ever told um, in any form. I enjoyed um, the... Uh, but it's raw. It's uh, it's definitely an adult. I can't remember what it was called now. There was one about the Justice League, but if, if General Zod was the kid that got sent over here and... If, Red Sun. Was, no, it was because it was... Yeah, because that was just uh, Clark lands in uh, Russia instead of uh, yeah. U.S. Because yeah. I do like the Red Sun stuff, but this was one where... Um, uh, Kirk Langstrom is Batman, mm-hmm. and he's actually like a vampire. Like, actually feeds on people as he's fighting them <laughs> because man, it's like the man bat thing. Yeah, the man bat. Yeah. Um, uh, gosh, what was that called? I, I own that one too. It was a neat little movie, a neat like a neat story about. You're probably gonna get two out of this. We get we got two. <laughs> We're at two hours and fifteen minutes. So, yeah. All right. We could always uh, just go ahead and end it and then reconvene on the, the anime ones at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. We could, uh... I think people would like that. <laughs> I don't really care if they like that, but they're going to like it. Well, no. <laughs> Might not want to say you don't care about what your listeners think. <laughs> no, I do care. I care very much. Too much. No, just the right amount. I'm not caring. Now, what I'll do is I'll just get drunk again and think of a new list to come up with. And... Because I think it's a good formula. I come up with a list and y'all talk around the list. It's good. I mean, we could also do like the commentaries like uh, Kevin Smith did and just pull up Amazon Prime and just binge the animated series and go to town. Yeah. If you guys ever wanted to do one of those, it's fine too. We'd run one of those. Yeah. What what movie would you want to do a con? I mean, any movie. It could be The Godfather. I don't know. Talladega Nights. Back to the Future. Back to the Future, you have to do all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, man. Yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and end this one. We're at two hours and 16 minutes, so later, peeps. Laters. Bye-bye now.